0: Brother Mike Crenshaw told me that um, Brother Randy Holcomb's daughter was killed last night in a car wreck. So, uh, let's just go to the Lord in prayer right now for him. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, be with Randy and his family. God, I can't imagine how he feels right now. But I pray that you'd put your loving arms around he and his family. That you'd be there in a mighty way for them. Lord, we know that you're real. We believe. And we believe you would come to the rescue because you said you would. So we ask that you'd be with that famine these days of sorrow. Just bless them and strengthen them in Jesus' name. Amen. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn. Your scripture to Matthew chapter five verses fourteen through sixteen. <clears throat> you a little breathe a little prayer for me. I'm supposed to get new glasses in a week, and my eyes just constantly watering. Um, got a dentist appointment at eight thirty in the morning, and. Uh, Bone man at ten thirty, so I hope I can get fixed. I didn't have all this trouble until I got home from Africa. I'm bombarded. I had a little extra money, and I reckon the doctors and the dentists they all knew about it, so they all calling me in in January and February to get get what they can get, make the car payments or what have you. But I'm thankful for them. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 5, 14 through 16, You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick, and it giveth light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works. And glorify your Father, which is in heaven. You may be seated. These few words from our Lord came immediately after the Sermon of the Mount and the Beatitudes. <clears throat> now listen, I'll say it this way. If we want to do something, we've got to be something. We've got to let our lights glow. We've got to let them shine for God. Um, if we want to reach the top of any mountain, we must start in the valley. And when you start in the valley, you're always looking up. And the older I get, I don't like to climb as high as I used to. I don't have any problems seeming like going up. <laughs> but after you get up there and you look where you got to go back down, it seems a little harder. Valleys are tough. Mountaintops are a lot of fun. But a lot of times we can't get to the mountaintop if we hadn't been through the valley. God said He'd go with us. No matter what we are facing, no matter what we have faced in the, in the past, and we don't know what we're going to face in the future. That's something we can't know. You know, it's amazing to me, while God works things out and, and puts people in our lives and put situations in our lives, not so He can see what we're going to do with it, but, hey, so we can see how we're going to handle this. How we're going to handle what's ahead of us. i got two questions for you this morning. Now, I probably won't get to the second one. But if I get to it, okay, if I don't, we'll finish tonight. I've learned it doesn't pay to get in a hurry. My first question to you this morning and to myself is, do you or do I or do we have enough light to see? Think about it. He said, let your light shine. Do you know where you're going? We're on a journey. We don't have a clue where this journey will end. This young girl killed in a wreck. you think when she left home that she knew, Hey, I'm going to have a wreck tonight and I'm going to be killed. I'm going to be in the presence of God. No. Do you have enough light to see? That's the first question. The second question. Is there enough light in your life? Is it bright enough so others can see? Now, that gets tough tougher, okay? I know I believe. Thank God for the choir, youth choir singing. I believe. I do believe. I have no problem believing in God the Father. I have no problem believing in Jesus the Son. I have no problem believing in the, in the Holy Spirit of God It is His death, His burial, His resurrection, and His soon to return. I have no problem with any of that. I can't wait. I'm waiting on it. You say, i got a lot of things I want to do. Well, you better get on with it. A lot of problems we have today, we put stuff off, okay? We may have a flashlight, all right? We know it's a little dim. I'm going to get some batteries. You know when we'll get batteries? When it won't burn at all. (laughs) And then most of the time it's too late. You know, a flashlight don't burn out until you start using it. You start using that that battery power, the battery becomes weaker and weaker and weaker. It's right the opposite of that. If we put our faith and trust in God, the more we trust him, the more we call on him, the stronger he becomes in our lives. Do you have enough light to see? Is your light bright enough that others can see? <laughs> When I was working on this sermon, I thought about my daddy. Many times we had to go under the house. I don't understand it, but we had to go under the house. I dreaded going under the house. We used to have pole cats that lived on there. <laughs> daddy would set steel traps and catch them things, drag them out with a chain. I mean, he had a long chain on it. Oh, the mercy. Why did God make a pole cat? So many times we had to go under the house, there's something wrong with the plumbing, there's something wrong with this, something wrong with that. And I was just a young boy, but all I had to do was hold the light. That's all I had to do. Oh, how many times I hear him say, hold the light! (laughs) Hold it still! (laughs) Looking around. (laughs) Hold the light! That's what Jesus is saying to you and me today. Hold the light! And hold it steady, hold it still, so when somebody's in the dark, for goodness sake, they can see Jesus in your life. It's important, y'all. Listen, people are searching. People are looking. They're trying to find Jesus, and they're trying to find it in your life and mine. And sad to say, sometimes our batteries are weak. Our lights aren't as bright as they ought to be. Do you have enough light to see is it bright enough so others can see? Most of the population in the world today is in the dark spiritually. There's more people going to hell today than is going to heaven. How do you know that, preacher? Because the Bible says hell hath enlarged herself. Didn't say a thing about heaven cutting back or enlarging itself, but hell hath enlarged herself. You look at the newspapers. Look at the news. Hey, I mean it's just on and on and on the devil's way. Now I know some of you already geared up and you can't wait till this evening. I can't either. I'm gonna take a nap. Lord willing, and I, and then I'll be back here tonight. If I wasn't a preacher, I'd still be back here tonight. They better check and see how much air they got in them balls. You know what I've seen? Hey, I have heard it up to here. I believe it was underinflated. They've been more junk talked about on an underinflated football than they are the killing of unborn babies. My goodness, a liar fretting over a flat football. I hope today when they kick off it busts. Wouldn't that be a hoot? Ha! Kick off and bust the football. I know you're supposed to say burst. Burst don't sound near as bad as busted, does it, Ray? Hey, ha. well, that's okay. If you love it, enjoy it. May God have mercy on you if you ain't here. I won't keep you long. That's what the doctor says. I won't be in here in a few minutes. Won't be here long. But most of the population, y'all, hey, they're lost. And what are we doing about it? You know, it's our responsibility. They're lost. They're without Jesus. We have 67 Southern Baptist churches in our association. And we have a whole lot of other churches. But Lynn and I out listen, when I left here before going, when I left, before leaving for Africa, our prayer was concerning our churches. Lord, bless our churches and our association. But it changed while I was there. Lord, bless every church in our county that preaches the gospel of Jesus. If they're not preaching the gospel of Jesus, He's not going to bless it. I don't care what they call it or what the building looks like. What did Jesus say? He said in the Scripture, "Let." Just want to look at that a minute. Let. Let. What does let mean? Listen, we need to understand that we are the light that Jesus has given us. Now, He is the light, but He's placed that light in us if we are saved. So we're not the actual light, okay? Jesus is that light. And in Romans 11, 33-36, I'm not going to turn to that Scripture, but I just want to briefly share with you what it says. We are no match for His wisdom. We are no match for His knowledge. We're no match for His judgment. We're no match for His ways. He says, Your way's not mine. My ways aren't yours. You know, uh, Paul said, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who thought it not robbery to be equal with God. He was and He is equal with His Father. We don't know His mind, but we need to get to know His mind. Are we His counselor? That Scripture says, are we His counselor? Certainly not. All of this is why we must let. Now, the word let simply means to allow. So many times people say, well, I I let them. I let them fish. I let them hunt. I let them go. I let them come. I let them take. Simply means that they allowed. It also means to be so convinced. I am convinced that Jesus is the light of the world, and we're to share that light. That light shines through us. Here's here's another uh, situation. We are reflectors. I love to take a mirror and get the sun, you know. This week I had, I, I had moved some furniture, and one of the mirrors was about 30 inches by 4 foot. I said, wow, what a mirror. Sun was shining. Boy, I got that thing tilted back, and I, and I was flashing light everywhere. Reflector. That mirror was not the sun, but the mirror picked up the sun and then shot it over here. We are reflectors of the light of the world. We know, if we know Jesus, it's our responsibility to reflect His love, to reflect His forgiveness, to reflect His respect for us. He didn't have to come, but He did. He don't have to go. He didn't have to go back to heaven and prepare us a place, but he is. That is didn't say he did. He is now. He's there. He's there with the Father, and he is letting us. He is allowing us, and he's uh, he's helping us to be so convinced that we're not going to back down. I believe, and I'm going to keep believing that the light will shine through us. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I I am crucified with Christ. That was a a termination of his self-life. I'm crucified with Christ. Then he said, nevertheless, I live. That's a realization of Christ's life. The life I now live is in Christ. What you see is what you get. Is that so? It ought to be so in the Christian's life. He's the same every day, yesterday, today, and forever. And you and I as Christians need to be the same. We don't need to be different. Somebody said, you ought to go home with Him. (laughs) You need to be the same at home as you are here. Or out in public. You need to be the same. Sometimes we need to be reminded, hey, you're not the same. You were different the last time I saw you. You were acting different. You talked different. All of this is why we must let that light shine. Folks, we're going to only pass this way one time. We need to get it right. I'm thankful today that God allows U-turns. But we need to get it right. It's time we quit fooling around and playing with God, and playing church, and playing Christian. It's not a game. We're in a war. We are in a battle. It's the flesh against the Spirit. And the devil sees to it that we get out of line. He sees to it that we go in the wrong direction. He sees to it that we're in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. That's why crime happened. Wrong place. Wrong time. with the wrong people. Oh, I didn't mean to. Uh uh-uh. uh. We don't mean to. But the devil coaches us. Hey, every time you see a sign that concerns anything that we know is against God's word, you look at it. It's always a good looking sign. Have you ever walked around behind them signs? I have. Rotten wood a lot of times, rusted metal. That's what becomes what the devil says, hey, this is good looking. You need to partake of this. You need to try this. But they don't never show the backside. You want to see the backside, go up here to the jailhouse. Right with these boys out here is trying to keep order. thats That's where the rot is. And it happens because people are not willing to invite Jesus into their heart and let God have His way. You know, it's, a, it's amazing as, as I think about passing through this life only one time i shared this at at funerals you probably have heard me out here in this in this graveyard right here you'll see birth dates on tomb rocks you'll see death dates on tomb rocks and you'll see a dash in between it makes no difference when i was born it'll make no difference when i die but the only difference it's going to make is what i've done with the dash what did I do with this dash? Did I let God have me? Was I where I was supposed to be? Saying what I was supposed to say? Doing what I was supposed to do? And with the right people? You say, well, what if I want to, what if I want to go witness to this lost person? Well, hey, you pray about it and you make sure God's in it and you go. But don't become a part of that life that the, the, the devil will get you involved and drag you down also. You know, I feel for this family of this Clemson boy who they found on the body on the bridge. I feel, I feel for them. I feel for them. Somebody knows something. Somebody beside God knows something. We need to let the Lord be in our life. And I think about this, I ask myself a question. How is it going for you? How's it going for you? How's it going for your friends? We need to answer that. How's it going for me? The life that I'm living, am I happy with that? How's it going? I don't want you to turn to John 21. If you're writing any notes, the 21st chapter of John, seven of the disciples were just sitting around talking. And you know, Peter was always outspoken. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to fish. The rest of them said, Hey, <clears throat> I think we'll go weed. Bible says they fished all night and caught nothing. You ever been there? I have. How's it going for you? Been out all night doing all you can do? Caught nothing. They knew how to fish. They had the equipment. They knew how to use the equipment. And caught a thing. Let me tell you something, y'all. We that are saved, we know how to live the Christian life. Sometimes we get tired, we get weary. You know, yesterday was a great day. Friday night was a great day. Yesterday was a great day. A lot of work got done. I'm talking over 30 people here speaks and spoke volume for this church family. Ladies not only prepared food, they swept, they mopped, they cleaned, they towed, they hauled, they dog-set. <laughs> they did all they needed to do. Listen. We become tired. And the devil says, why don't you just quit? They're not going to miss you. Why don't you just quit? I want to tell you something. People who are saved and are a member of this church, they know, you know you're supposed to be here. And to lay out or, or, or hey, just don't come back and say, I'm on the way till somebody calls me from the church, and I'm going to see if they really miss me. Bull! If you're a member here, you need to be here. Listen, I don't need to be pumped up, pushed up, Sucked up, have a card or a phone call to say, We miss you. But do it anyhow. <laughs> Some folk just need a sugar tip, And you know what that is? That's your grandma. I mean, they've stumped their toe, the toenails hurting, the sun turned black, and nobody's been by to help get it swelled. You know, it's ridiculous. God's not playing, y'all. He says, let your light shine. Man, I'm going to sit at home and see what happens. Well, I hope nothing bad happens. How's it going for you? Got enough light to see? You notice these old boys out there fishing, they didn't ask Jesus to go with them. <laughs> Peter said, I'm sick of this mess. Following him, he's creating this and that. I'm just going to go fishing, man. I'm going with you. Didn't catch a thing. Wasn't supposed to catch anything. <laughs> and verse 4 says, when the morning was come, they didn't have no fish. Fished all night. Verse 4 says, when the morning was come, Jesus stood on the shore. Now go with me here. you got these boys out there in the boat, seven of them. That's the perfect number. Jesus standing on the shore, you might suppose he may have watched them all night long, struggling. Verse 5 says, you got any fish? You caught anything? Those of you who fish, you've heard that many times. Yeah, you see a boat over here and one over here. They yeah, a boat to pull up and cut everything off. You all catching anything? Ah, we got a few little ones. Than... Won't dare tell them how many. You ain't going to tell them what bait you used. And you sure ain't going to tell them where you caught them. <laughs> this is my spot. I ain't giving no secrets away. <laughs> Jesus may have said, You hadn't got any fish, have you? No, sir. Why do not y'all throw your nets out on the right? Peter said, Are you listening to him? We fished on the left, we fished on the right, we fished in the front, we fished behind, ain't caught nothing. He said, Throw your nets out on the right. Well, let's do it. You know, he's right up most of the time. Let's just do it. Throw it out over there. Wow. What a catch of fish. Well, as they drug him in and began to head to the shore, there's three things that they noticed. They noticed some coals of fire. I love this part. He was cooking fish. Oh, I can smell them crap catfish right now. He's cooking fish. They can smell it. They can smell the bread. He talked about coals of fire, fish, bread. He was cooking. And then he said, y'all come on, bring some of your fish. You know what our problem is on this let part? We don't want to share. We don't want to share what God's blessed us with. I just keep it to you I wouldn't tell anybody. You know what happened to Ananias and Sapphira? They lied, and God killed them both right there at the altar because they came lying. How's it going for you? Are you letting your light shine? Jesus could have said, where's your fish? Hold them up where I can see them. You've heard that before, you guys that fish. Hold them up! Let me see them. <laughs> Sometimes I'm ashamed little a little man rise up. These boys that go up on the river, they invite me to go just to have a laugh. I don't hardly catch a thing. What I do catch not worth throwing back. But they let me eat. He may have said, show me your fish. You know what I believe Jesus is saying? Show me your faith. Show me your insight. Hey. Show me your salt. Show me your hands. And I'll let you know where you are. In case you didn't get that little acrostic fish. Hello? Matt, did you get it? Went by like a wind Thank you for being honest. Fish. Show me your fish. Show me your faith. Show me your insight. Show me your salt. Show me your hands. I want to see your hands. He said, hold it up. Our problem is we're ashamed. We don't want to go out here to the the dung hole and and lift somebody up and and help somebody. We're going to have to do it different, y'all. We've got to let. We've got to let this light shine. If we don't, we're going to be in trouble. Verse 6 of that chapter 21. Now, you know when Jesus said, Throw your nets out on the right side. He didn't say left side. He didn't say this anywhere. He said, Throw them out on the right side. You know they had fished there before. But the thing about it is, Jesus knew and knows where the fish are. Well, Lord, I've been down there to that house, I don't know how many times I have talked to that man, I've talked to that woman, I've talked to that boy, that girl, and they're not interested in being saved. He said, go down there anyhow. I never will forget. Don't tell how many times I've been to this man's house. I done lost count. I wasn't keeping up with it anyway. I was impressed again. God said, you need to go. Lord, I've done everything. He said, it's like fishing, son. you got a tackle box and it's slapped full of lures. Try something else. Honestly, honestly, I tried another lure and the man was saved. One more time. You know what the statistics show, guys? Listen. Well, whatever. (laughs) Statistics. Is that right? Ah! I'm left-handed. Don't you forget it. That right one don't bother you, but watch that left, Steve, it's coming. Statistics shows that it takes no less than twenty five visits to win one lost person to Jesus. Not all the time. Sometimes I've been one time. Bam. But you've got to keep going. You've got to keep letting. Let Jesus show you the fish. And then prove. To the world, you have faith, and you have insight into God's holy Word, that you are the salt of the earth, and you're willing to use your hands. Some people yesterday felt like, I'm in the way. I said, let me tell you something. You are not in the way. you hear here helping breathe in the dust. We breathe in a lot. (laughs) You're never in the way. If you think you're in the way, see somebody, hey, what can I do? Give me something to do. I want to do something. Well, according to verse 89 of chapter 21, uh, Gospel of John, there, I, I just believe Jesus had been there all night because the Bible uh, says that uh, they saw coals of fire, they saw fish, they saw bread. Hey, that just didn't happen. I mean, you know, he had to get a fire started to get the coals. And then, you got any fish? I'm satisfied they were embarrassed. They were embarrassed. Bring some of your fish. Well, now, one of the disciples, when, when they were heard that and saw Jesus, one of the disciples, and this is almost comical, one of the disciples said, hey, it's the Lord. You know what Peter did? He jumped out of the boat. He did. The Bible says he got out of the boat. You know why? He was naked. I don't know what he's doing in the boat. Naked. There were seven of them in there. But he, the Bible says he was naked in the boat, grabbed his coat, and jumped overboard. <laughs> the devil wants you to do that. You don't know say something. You listen. I'm just about finished. Some of you are naked spiritually. You've never been saved. You reaching, you grasping for everything you can get your hands on to try to cover your sins, and you're failing. Everything you do, you're failing. Listen to me. I love you, but if you're lost, you are a failure. The devil has got you on the failing side. You're on the losing side. You're naked before God. And God wants to cover you with the righteousness of Jesus. He shed His blood for you. Why do you keep staying away from Him? You know who you are. I know who some of you are. Why do you want to put it on? I love you or I wouldn't be saying it. I want you here. I want you to be saved. No, not so I can mark my Bible again. I don't do that. We've got to do it right. We can't keep stumbling in the dark and hope that something will change. Listen, it's not going to change. It's going to get darker in our world. It's going to get darker in our county. i pray for Brother Mike every day, him and his men, that God will protect them out there. It's not getting lighter, it's getting darker. People are getting bolder, meaner. I beg you, I beg you, do what the Lord asks you to do. Jesus is a servant, and He wants us to be servants, and He'll let us. We can't make it on our own. We can't make it by ourselves. We as God's children, we're light bulbs. Every one of us, it's, a, it's saved, we're light bulbs. Some of us are different watts. Okay? Depends on the size of bub bulb we are. It depends on what wattage we are. It depends on how bright. We are. You say, I want to up my waddies and get closer to God. I want to be brighter than read His Word. I want to be stronger, pray, visit, seek people who need the Lord. Lent. We've got to do it. If we don't do it, somebody's going to do it. The devil's crowd's doing it. How long are we going to sit back and allow the devil to take over our county, to take over our schools? And I'm going to tell you something. The Bible says Jesus looked at Peter, and he pointed to himself, and he said, upon this rock, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. He may go against the schools. He may go against the government. But as long as I'm pastor, he ain't coming against this congregation. I'll fight with all I've got, and I hope you feel that way. I beg you this morning, obey the Lord. It's not easy. Hey, it's not easy to step up and step out. The devil makes it hard. The devil makes it complicated. But we need to trust the Lord. Give him all you've got. Let me tell you something. You and I, I could, Len and I could lose everything we've got today. We could lose it all. Not have clothes to put on our back. And we realize that. All the provisions we have is from God. And we want to let Him have it back. I beg you, let. Let. Father, in the name of Jesus. Touch our hearts, touch our lives. Lord, just have you have your will and way in this, this invitation time, Lord. It's not a it's not a ritual. It's, it's, it's not something that Baptist churches just do to have an invitation. Lord, this is this is an invitation from You. You said, Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I'll give you rest. God, touch hearts this morning. Touch my heart afresh and anew. Lord, may I be all You want me to be. God, I thank You for our church. I thank You for those who are or guest in the house today. I pray that you'd bless them, Lord. Speak to our hearts now and have your will in your way. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.